Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Serious Issues, a Whitley comic book podcast hosted by me, Andrew Levins. Joining me today, Joel Dusha and Jackson Bailey. Hello! <laughs> Fuck you, yeah. Jackson. Say hello. Don't be great. a rude piece of shit. <laughs> no, he was he was doing war. What is yeah. it good <laughs> for? <laughs> yes, Dusha. I was doing that that song. I okay. thought you were... Life has yeah, got it. it. <laughs> to me, it more felt like that, you, I don't know, you'd done like a A attack in Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? An app's noise. For today's uh, for today's episode, because who's all- spamming me in your version of Smash Bros? <laughs> they don't feel like they're playing fair. <laughs> but then I'm off the edge. That's this is how everyone plays when they first play Smash Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone's um, regretting picking me as their main. That's fair. Yeah. Unfortunately, no Smash Brothers comic exists yet. I'm sure maybe someone's yeah. on like a fan one on uh, on the internet. Mm. Jackson, you're banned from looking that up while we record this episode. Oh, oh, oh dog. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like we, we, you were singing war earlier, uh, and I feel mm-hmm. like almost all of our comics are about war and post-apocalyptic True. scenarios. One of them is literally called The End of the World. Yep. Um, mm. So in this episode, I'm going to be reviewing uh, some Gundam. My first ever uh, introduction to this this world of mobile suit oh, Gundam, yeah. and I started with the Origin manga, uh, so I'll be talking that about seems that. Clever. Jackson, um, we, look, we can't always talk about good comics on this no. uh, on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. apparently. That's true. And uh, so Jackson is revisiting. Are you? Is this the first time you've read it, or are you revisiting? No, this this will be like the third time. Stop I've read. reading so, this. What is comic? wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I keep expecting it to be good. I don't know. Uh, of course, uh, Jackson's talking about Dark Knight's Metal, the uh, DC event that I lived through live week to week when it was coming out. So when did, we used to do a, like you know review all the single issues. Uh, so did, of a bitch. didn't you also do that, Jackson? Yeah, I yeah, think I did actually. I think I did. Stop reading it. I think I did it when it was coming out. I read it and then I was like, surely that's wasn't that bad. And then I went back and read it again. And then recently, I was like. Surely it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Went back and read it again. I don't learn lessons, I suppose. Uh, and finally, to yeah. make us all cheer up, um, Douche is going to be reading a comic called The End of the World by Don Hertzfeld. Hell yeah. It's sick. Uh, we, we'll get to that yeah. later. 
But first. Okay, great. But first, <laughs> it's Gundam time, baby. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Look, you might remember a couple of weeks ago I read the Transformers manga. Yep. I have tried mm-hmm. to get into the Transformers franchise quite a few times. Um, and uh, my biggest problem stopping me from doing that is that all the, all the fucking robots look the same yep. to me and I can never tell <laughs> yeah. who anyone is. Yeah, um, that's fair. And... You would think that, like, I would learn my lessons from that, or at least, like, you know, because those Transformers comics, most of the ones I've read are Western and are therefore coloured. So, I, you know, at least some of the robots are red, some of them are yellow, some (laughs) of them are blue. There are ways to tell them apart. Um, So, now I've started reading another series about uh, mechs. Um, Not robots, these are mech suits. uh, Mobile suit Gundam. And uh, only, like, maybe 10% of the pages in this, like, 500-page first volume uh, are colour. So... I, I'm now having to tell these robots apart uh, just by, I, I don't know, like sheer, <laughs> sheer just will. Vibe yeah. it. Just... <laughs> um, so is it like, like, are you struggling? Like, what? Okay, this is it's less of a problem in 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 this. So, Mobile okay. Suit Gundam: The Origin. Um, this is a retelling of the original late '70s. The first ever anime series of Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Which was uh, like a massive, very influential series. And I think, you know, given that this has gone on and on and on for so many years past that point, it's still the one that everyone goes back to is one of the best that the series ever had to offer. So in uh, 2001, one of the original uh, staff from that anime series um, wrote and drew a series um, that basically retells the origin of Mobile Suit Gundam. And his name is uh, Yoshikazu Yasuhiko. Um, mm-hmm. And for 10 years, he makes uh, like, I think it's like 23 volumes in Japan, but they're releasing these incredible big, thick boys. Holy in, uh, shit. In the- oh, damn. So with- I mean, that's nowhere near as uh, like a berserk level, but that's still thick as hell. Oh, shit. Berserk update. Um, I read seven of those deluxe volumes in seven days. Fucking <laughs> And now my, my arm hurts <laughs> because I was holding it like holding it in one hand. How are we- you not dead from just reading that much manga like that's insane uh, Evans look mm. I just have a question about uh, Berserk wasn't it you that claimed you were going to read it like one chapter a week because uh, you knew that <laughs> yeah. it was a finite amount of Berserk because it created yeah. Trans- yeah. passed away well look I ha- I still have I'm, I'm, I'm I've, I now know that the best way to read Berserk bar none is in those deluxe editions yeah. because berserk, the art is just berserk. so enormous. And I've, I've been sending you screenshots. Yeah. I'll post a few in the, in the Facebook group and discord this week, but like, it is so easy to convince someone that, Oh wow, this is a pretty necessary purchase. They are just like <laughs> the, the art is just so enormous. Yeah. So when there's a double page spread in these berserk volumes, yeah, it's just you. like, ah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it's, and then quite often in the, in the double page spread, the character is screaming. So you scream along with them. Yes. Um, <laughs> Finally a book. That's you a t- yell yeah. along with. <laughs> yeah. So I finished all seven deluxe editions that have come out so far. That's 21 of the 40 volumes of berserk read. Um, Gosh. The next one, the the eighth volume was meant to be out by now, but because of I don't, I don't know if it's like Australia or worldwide, it's really hard to get shit delivered. Yeah. Uh, in in Australia at the moment. Yeah. Um, so no one send us fan mail until we let you know yeah. that it's okay. Yeah. Again. Um, <laughs> but the the eighth volume of Berserk is coming out. The seventh volume that I read actually wraps things up really well. So I'm gonna take a, I'm taking a break now from Berserk World okay. until that eighth volume comes out. But if that ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> 
I'm going to buy it all digitally on the Dark Horse yep. digital website yep. and yeah, just fair. Bur- yep. burn through it all. Because, yeah, I look, I, I, as noble as my intentions were to read this as slowly as possible, it is just too good of a read to, uh, to, to, to pace myself. Um, For sure. So, anyway, enough about Berserk, which is one of the best things I've ever read, and you should all buy them <laughs> for extremely heavy volumes. Um, slightly smaller, Mobile Suit Gundam. They're like, yeah, like 500, just a measly 500 yeah. page. Nothing. Uh, smaller size, but beautifully hardcover bound, lovely orange tinge. And I think when you put all 12 volumes next to each other, oh, the spines cool. like show a cool, like, you know, like robot fight. Yeah. Um, that's sick as hell. So. We all know that the uh, Gundam series is set in the year Universal Century 0079. That's sick. Um, Dude, that's of course. And, uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this uh, particular story um, is set in the eighth month of a big war between the good guys, the Earth Federation, um, and then there is a breakaway nation of space colonists known as the Principality of Zeon. Um, and the Earth Federation, what's cool about this book is that it just throws you straight into the war. <laughs> and um, you're just kind of, it, it's one of those things where I think um, the Transformers books I was reading would kind of try and set everything up, but I didn't know who any of the characters were. <laughs> so the setup was just kind of like slow and I, I was still confused. Yeah. Whereas at least with this, I'm being thrown into like absolute chaos and the fr- action is so frantic and so much is happening that you just have no choice but to just go along for the ride and just hope you understand who everybody is. Yeah, um, yeah, fair. Uh, so this opens like, with an, an attack on a, um, on a on a planet, and all these civilians are injured, and a lot of heroes, I guess, um, uh, die or perish uh, from from explosions and and in, in this battle. Um, and so we have all of these young people all these young kids sons of uh, of heroes or daughters of of other people that are that have high up positions uh replacing their parents um and joining the fight in fact um one the the, the main here uh, main kid whose name i cannot remember um but it starts with an o i think omaru maybe is his name yeah um he he witnesses his dad like the loss of his dad and then he he finds a Gundam, a mobile suit Gundam, this brand new big fighting mech, and he climbs inside and he basically like, like, kind of fudges his way through a battle with the opposing forces. Now you have Gundams on the good side yep. and on the bad side, guys. Let's all say it together. Of course, we have Zaku's. Zaku's. I knew. And Zaku's have like this like kind of like more of a dome head as opposed Hell to like yeah. your classic transformer-esque mech Sick. um and basically like like the first volume is just a uh like con- constant like little battles between both sides as each side gets yeah. um either reinforcements or like you know things that are gonna hamper them from from beating the other the other team and it's like kind of like cat and mouse back and forth um, as these young crew members, including like a new captain, all have to prove themselves to people higher than them. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the villain, the, the leader of, or like the kind of the, the guy who's piloting the enemy ship and controlling the Zakus, is a real a real piece of shit. Yeah. And he's very fun. Always got a, a evil grin on his face. Always <laughs> forcing, always just forcing yeah. his like you know cronies to die for him. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. There's a lot to love about this, and the artwork is fucking spectacular. Um, just like if you love big, cool spaceships and, and mechs and explosions and 
like there's like actually quite a few. They're quite oh, generous shit. with like the color, oh. the color pages. The color, yeah, the coloring, that rolls. Is, coloring is wonderful. Um, so yeah, these are these are very very well well put together volumes. It's published by. Uh, no idea who. Well, I guess I have to look at one of the, <laughs> one of the pages. Guys. Yeah, just a fucking guy. <laughs> you would think they would put it on the spine. <laughs> just some dude, yeah. Why the hell doesn't they put it? I think it's, 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 it's distributed by Penguin here. Um, Sotsu Sunrise, the Katakawa Corporation. Uh, Kadansha, there we go. It's, it's published by Vertical, an imprint of Kadansha USA. Hell yeah. So, uh, highly recommend tracking these down. Um, Dusha, the icing on the cake for this uh-huh. is, and I'll read the blurb for you, because uh-huh. I'd made away my way through the, through the first volume, and I was like, oh, there's a bunch of extra pages here. You flip the manga around to the back cover, uh-huh. and then you read it like a, like a Western book, because in the back are some essays. Hell yeah. Um, oh. Bonuses for this opening installment include an essay by perhaps the most celebrated of the influential series students. Can you think about who that might be? Uh, that would be Anno for sure. Yes. Yeah. So uh, is it, what's his name? Hideaki Anno? Yeah. Uh, creator of Hideaki. Evangelion. That's right. So he writes this mm. brilliant essay at the uh, forward or the backward of this book. <laughs> um Kind of lamenting the fact that Gundam now is just plastic models to people. Yeah. And yeah. saying what a great, what a great job um, uh, Yasuhiko has done of making, re- returning Gundam back to yeah. the plot, the tale. He call, refers to it as the tale. Um, <laughs> cool. And it's it, it's cool seeing someone that was, yeah, like, you know, th- there, are, there are so many shades of Evangelion yeah. in this. You Even have like, stuff, yeah. like the like the plot description and i know a lot of stuff does that but just like the fact that it's like yeah like uh the adults were wiped out and it was relied like the chi- we relied on the children to step into yeah, the giant yeah. Yeah. And, and the kid the kid is like for at first like he, he's so proud of himself for getting in the mech and clocking a few zakus but <laughs> uh, as we all would be but um, <laughs> oh yeah pretty quick- who among us wouldn't love to clock a zaku um <laughs> pretty quickly after that like his superiors are like you know you must get back in that robot yes. you must you know and it's like oh man it feels just like evangelion yeah um, yeah it's a, it's a there's a comic i read and I've, I've been trying in the background to remember what the hell it was called Transformers. but it's uh that's it, Transformers, War for Cybertron. No, it's called, like, Last of the... And then it's a word that is, like, a giant robot. And it means, it's, means giants. It's like Last of the... <laughs> <laughs> last of the Goliaths or Last of the Titans. Or last, and it's it's just... I mean, it's that... It's just... You can tell how much it borrows from this story. This one is... It's, like, set in a futuristic Turkey uh, where an otherworldly threat is happening. And one guy's like, what about those giant mechs that we used for that war 20 years ago? And everyone's like, no, that's pretty fucked up. Let's not get them again. He's like, I reckon we could use one of these. And so they go and get it out of a trash or like a dump or whatever. (laughs) I wish I could remember the name of it. It's a great comic. It's genuinely so great. And it's, yeah, I I, I wish I could remember it to recommend it. Maybe I'll review it if I can remember what the fuck it's called. Um, But it's like... Greg Greg Pack... And um, you know the the comic book artist and writer Greg Pak, P A K. No, he did like Hulk and all kinds of different stuff. Oh yeah, um, but he did a um a comic a while ago called Mech Cadet U, which was oh um, yeah I know Mech Cadet U yeah, yeah that was really really fun. Yeah, and so you can see how much of an influence Gundam like the idea of guys getting in robots. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. yeah, the the legacy that has had you know. Yeah, and this is really fun. It really like kind of puts you in the in in. 
this young kid's like you know perspective of like learning this suit that he's in yeah. and like while mm. realizing that he could die at any point and like you know he he finally finds a weapon in the mo- in the in the big robot that he can use and then fires it too many times and then the suit's out of power and he's like oh fuck what am I gonna do now that's <laughs> um, great it's really fun um, yeah I I, I I know it's a a, a very dangerous band aid to rip off for me with my extremely oh, yeah. addictive personality You're oh for sure for doing this Gundam has so it's much bad stuff. for you to read yeah. any comic really like <laughs> yeah I know. It's, it's, a, it's a risk um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I've got the first two volumes, and I dare say I'm going to buy the next ten as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah. how long until you start owning big Gundams? Mm. Well, I have two little Gundams, yeah. but I bought I bought the, <laughs> okay. the, the, so, the, the any yeah, day yeah. now. The, the, <laughs> yeah. Well, I bought I bought them for my children because it's their um the Hello Kitty Gundam models. Oh, that's sick. and you and you build like one you build a plastic Hello Kitty, yep. and then you build a plastic Gundam, or the second edition you mm. buy a pl- build a plastic Zaku, <laughs> and then yeah. you can put. Um, you can put a mech helmet on Hello Kitty and then put her head <laughs> oh, yeah. on the suit of the Gundam or Zaku. <laughs> that's it great. rolls, and she just has like a bazooka. It's fucking great. <laughs> so that's on my daughter's, um, like you know, like shelf w- with all of her yeah. toys. It's great. Just a big bazooka wielding Hello Kitty. <laughs> that's sick as hell. That's sick as hell. <laughs> so yeah, that is uh, that's a uh, mobile suit Gundam: The Origin Volume One by Yasukazu. Yoshikazu Yasuhiko. Um, and now we're going to talk about a bad comic. Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. Jackson. Ta- one of the worst. Take it away, Jackson. Yeah. Uh, it was called Last of the Atlases, I remember. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, anyway. Let's so, not yeah, talk uh, about that good comic. Yeah, no, no. We're talking about a bad comic. So DC, when was the last good event they did? <laughs> they haven't done a good event? So, secret, secret, no. Uh, 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 what's the one where Superboy punched reality? What the hell was that called? Uh, cri- uh, crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis no, no, on no, Infinite no, no. Earths. Infinite Crisis. No. Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis. <laughs> yeah, don't want to get them confused. Um, that was all right, but no. I like uh, so a, I, Final Crisis is fun. Yeah, Final Crisis is fun. It's absolute yeah, nonsense, true. and I feel like that directly influenced um, uh, Scott Snyder Darkness. to write this, yeah. but this is not the to kind write. of nonsense I like. So... Dark Knight's Metal has such a crazy lead-in. Yeah. So, Batman has several adventures. You know, you know Batman. <laughs> you know that guy? He's, yeah, he has, so he has several adventures leading up to this. Several, like, quite large arcs. I think the arc that introduces the Court of Owls, uh, which I, I quite liked. I really liked Court of Owls as a comic. Um, but that directly influences Dark Knight Metal. Uh, they, anyway... They all, at some point, feature Batman touching a kind of metal. Uh, And then it is revealed in Dark Knight's Metal, this crossover Uh event, that by touching all of these kinds of metal, Batman has become a portal. A portal to the Dark Multiverse. The Dark Multiverse being, what if every time you thought a bad thing was going to happen... It created a universe where that bad thing did happen, but that universe didn't last because bad ideas can't last. I don't know. The cosmology of Dark Knight's Metal actually doesn't make sense. It feels very half-formed, but that's how they explain it to you. And so Barbados, the (laughs) Bat-Devil, turns Batman (laughs) into a... Yeah, great. Turns Batman into a portal to the Dark Uh Multiverse and lets a whole bunch of bad Dark Multiverse Batman Uh through Batman (laughs) into the regular uh, universe 
and starts corrupting it with the intent effectively of turning it into or of giving these uh, evil Batman a a like a life yep. outside of their universe, which will uh, eventually you know erode away. Is, there, there's a tie-in. S- yes, sorry, please. I just have one question, and it's not it's Shoot, sort of related. Dude, is this? I'd the love one? to hear it. Is this where the Batman with the other Justice League powers comes from? Or is that a different comic? Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. So, for okay. some reason, uh, Batman... Because so, it, it okay, explains so these I dark... Did, yeah. I just got some a bit of breaking comic book news then, Jackson, that you're going to love yeah. to hear. Uh, so, <laughs> no. last week or the week before at the time of recording... Well, this week, yeah. This coming yeah. Uh, yeah, this is coming out today. Yeah. I'm dropping it like immediately yeah. after we finish recording. So yeah, a week or two ago, uh, there was a teaser image for the upcoming Flash movie, which was the Batman suit with the Flash <laughs> symbol over, like as in it was the 1989 Batman logo. Was with it spray um, painted the... Flash over it? So uh, it's oh, probably going to happen. <laughs> They're doing it. They're doing it. I. So the way they explain these Batman is that each of them is a fear Batman had. Um, that he he was like, damn, what if this happened to yeah. me? And in having that fear, it created these evil Batman in the dark multiverse. But I always found it really funny because they're just so stupid. Yeah. And it's so funny that Batman was really scared this might happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for example, because there is a series of, I was going to say, there's a series of tie-in comic books which explain the origin of all of these Batman. And the, the Flash one is... It involves Batman strapping the Flash to the front of the Batmobile and then driving too fast <laughs> and combining with the Flash to become like a Flash Batman. Was he like the Batman possible- who runs fast or something? No, or I think he's that- called like the Red Streak or oh, something yeah, yeah, yeah. stupid. But he's basically wrapped around the Flash and the Flash is like, gotta get me out of here or whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, so obviously the comic is about Finding Batman, because he gets walloped into the dark multiverse and fighting these evil Batman. Yeah. Uh, and Worst of which is, of course, the Batman of, who Obviously, laughs. the Batman who laughs, where it's, uh, what if the Batman became the Joker? Um, and it just sucks <laughs> so much. I, it's just I had completely, so uninspired. I'd completely oh forgotten that that was the, the main hook of, of this mm. event. Because I remember that, that first issue, and I feel like most events have a like pretty intriguing first yeah. issue um and i think that one that, that first issue it's all about hawkman and yeah like, cut a hole it's like gr- what's going on something mysterious he, he's narrating it you're like why is hawkman and like there's like this? a bunch what of secrets in the bat cave and which green lantern is investigating it uh oh my god i completely forget I can a, never tell a, a green lantern yeah, probably one of the green lanterns they're, yeah. they're like investigating the bat cave mm. And this with a- uh, Signal from memory, Signal being uh, one of Batman's his latest D- ward, yeah, Duke, yeah. So, who? Um, so I just want to alleviate everyone's like- fears. I've just double checked, mm-hmm. and look, it's related to comics, so I'm not that sorry. Um, okay, okay. So the logo teased by the Flash director is that of Red Death, which is from a slightly different comic book series. Uh, so that's, okay. that's that's from when. Batman was depressed because all of his sidekicks died, so then he killed Barry Allen or something and stole the Speed Force. And now okay. everyone thinks, thank you. yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Thank, no, you, thank you, Joel Dusher, our movie correspondent. Yeah. A Hollywood Red correspondent. Death, Red Death is... Is not Red Death what he calls himself? <laughs> I, I'm fairly sure Red Death... Look, I don't want to think yeah, about yeah. it. I don't want to think about, about it. It's from Dark Knight's Dark Metal Days. Is that part of Dark Knight Metal? 
It frankly could, could be. be yeah. There are a lot of shocking tie-ins. But I know what you mean, Levins. That first one is quite intriguing, and I think that's what sucks me in every time I revisit Dark Knight's Stop Metal. I'm doing like, it. I can't stop. I'm like, what's going on? I like Carter Hall as a character. I like Hawkman. Like, let's see where this goes. And it never goes anywhere. Good fucking Hawkman book then. Yeah, I should. Um, I just, I just looked up the first issue to remind myself of it, and then I remember that the front cover is like someone doing like devil's horns with their fingers, except the fingers are made up of um, the Justice League. Mm. There's a. I think Scott Snyder said that he listened to. There's like yes. a, a playlist you yes. can you can hear about oh, them, which is like this death metal that he listened to during, which I think is the most embarrassing oh, yeah. thing okay. in the Let, world. Now I gotta look this up. <laughs> Dark Knight. And I think there's an album as well that you can get. Um, yeah, a soundtrack featuring songs inspired by the graphic novel was released as an exclusive vinyl. Uh, so, which do you should you should get? Let's let's not let's not mince words. Yeah, yeah. You need this vinyl. Oh yeah, um, like metal bands like Denzel Curry and yeah. Manchester Orchestra. <laughs> yeah, directly inspired by Dark Knight's metal. So the bulk of the comic is obviously these bad Batman. Um, and the Justice League fighting, uh, you know, and trying to figure out what's going on and where Batman has specifically gone. It incorporates the that bar at the end of the world or out of time. I forget what that's called. The Nowhere Bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah I, re- I like that place. And that place I really liked, and I should review it one day as well, um, <laughs> Justice League Dark with Wonder Woman. I, I thought that was really good. But this obviously isn't. And then at the climax, they all go into the Dark Multiverse. Yeah. Uh, they create armor out of the nth metal, mm-hmm. which is the metal that allows Hawkman and Hawkgirl to fly. Uh, every one of them obviously picks one of the bad Batmen, and they also get a whole bunch of the Justice League fellas in. It, it ends like every uh, event ends, where all of the good guys are fighting all of the bad guys. You get a couple of splash images of like um, all the various oh bad Justice League characters. I think there's a Minotaur Wonder Woman in there. Um, and then... <laughs> Hawkman is a big hawk monster. <laughs> um, and uh, they kind of reawaken him and try to make him remember that he's Carter Hall and that somehow helps save the day. And then the way that Batman defeats the Batman Who Laughs, who is the orchestrator behind all of it, the Batman Who Laughs has been going to all of these different dark universes and being like, hey, come to the real world and then your world won't end. Is that? And it's this big reveal in the comic. Batman needs to team up with the Joker. He's like, who can I never predict? The Joker. And the Joker's like, yeah, get off my turf or whatever. And the two of them fight the uh, the Batman who laughs. And it's just the most who cares moment in comic <laughs> books ever. Uh, I think the, one of the saddest things, one of the most, uh, like the, the biggest bummer about Dark Knight's is Metal is the times. legacy it's had. Yeah, well, that sucks. But that's more a me problem than a Dark Knight's Metal problem. But Dark Knight's Metal has had this massive legacy somehow through comics. So there's Dark Knight's Heavy Metal, which is a continuation of Dark Knight's Metal. Isn't it Dark Knight's where... Death Metal? Death Metal, sorry, Death Metal. Come on, it's... bro. I know, what am I doing, dude? Fuck. Uh, there's Dark Knight's Tales... No, uh, I think it might just be called Tales from the Dark Multiverse, which is a series uh, kind of in the style of What If, where... Um, Tempest Fugonaut, the the cosmic time man, is like, wouldn't this be fucked up? And he shows you what if various DC, um, you know, famous events had gone wrong. Um, 
and they are they are also bad, and I've also read all of them for some reason. <laughs> Have you read they, Death Metal? I've I couldn't. I tried. I was like, "What is happening? I have no idea what's happening." There's some map of New Earth where there's like the Batman Kingdom, and it's it's truly awful. Wonder Woman kills the uh, the uh, Batman who laughs with a lasso of truth chainsaw. I think. It's just very embarrassing as a comic this series. Like there the were a few inspired moments, big time. It, it, oh no, it, it, it's it, definitely it, trying to to, yeah. to like bring that that. But it's like back. The, but it's like that. Yeah, it's like they think of really out there concepts, but then they take them so seriously that I don't get into it. Like for sure, that's, yeah, yeah. I, and there were a few inspired moments. Like I remember, there's a flash tie-in called Speed Metal, which I think oh, yeah. that's pretty fun. <laughs> I, that's, I should. I should. Uh, for some reason, now I should read. I that. haven't read it just the, as a title. That's 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 clever. Sp- to me. It's it's kind of well. I think speed metal has the kind of tongue in cheekness that the rest of it should have had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like, this is stupid, but uh, we're doing it anyway. So Jackson, I, I just um, looked up and yeah, because uh, I I want to make sure that you continue your journey. Obviously, uh, so with Dark Knight's <laughs> Death Metal, it's a sequel to Dark Knight's yeah. Dark Knight's Metal. Of course. And Snyder said, everything is coming back. We want to pay it forward. The Amiga Titans, Barbados, The Forge, it's all coming back. Everything you read, our goal is to reward. All of it culminates in like a year in like a metal event. Mm, Mm. That sounds like something I'll read, even though I really should It fucking ties into Sandman. Well, it already is tied into fucking uh, a Watchmen, so like, dude, anything's possible. No, isn't, um, isn't be- someone from Sandman Universe in that first issue? Are they? Think- I've not read enough Sandman, so maybe I didn't even pick up that they were. Oh, and uh, Hollywood Reporter just confirming that, yeah, Dark Days is part of this run, and the Red Death did make his appearance in this series. Yeah, Dark Days, that was the prologue. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 Um, 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 this culminated... Um, last year they put out a comic called Dark Knight's Death Metal The Last 52 War of the Multiverses which I think is maybe the stupidest named comic of all time <laughs> and I have to respect it <laughs> I've not read that and now I will have the to Jackson is so much, how have you not read all of it? <laughs> well and also it ties into the main Justice League uh, <laughs> there's just uh, face it's like you're just <laughs> watching a dog take a shit <laughs> that's the face you've got Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the Batman um, titles are all so bad. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't they, expecting Oh, man. Just, just going through and reading the names of all of them is, is just amazingly funny to me. Batman and the it, Murder Machine. So... Batman the Drown. Yeah. Batman the Devastator. And also, like, Levens, you're so right because it's such an opportunity to be like, let's get crazy with these bad Batman. But they are like. What the one I find strange, and like I get it because they were like, well, we got to make one of them a girl. Is Batman the Drowned? Is Aquaman Batman? Where it's like, what if? <laughs> but it's okay. So the rest of Batman being like, what if Wonder Woman died, and I picked up the helmet of the God of War Ares and became like Ares Batman? Or what if I wanted to use the technology of Cyborg to rule the city, so I became a Robo Batman? But Batman the Drowned is like, man, what if I was born an Atlantean and I was a girl? <laughs> That'd be scary. <laughs> and for some reason, that's one of them. And and it's just they're so boring. They're so not. Interesting at all, and look to to its credit, later Dark like Dark Knight uh, Death Metal did have some or, or 
and even I think I forget the name of it. There was some other tie-in comics. Did have some wackier versions of Batman. Like, what if Batman hooked himself into Gotham and became the city? What if Batman was a Tyrannosaurus? Great. What if Batman was a car? So, like, look, some of them did get kind of wacky down the track, which was at least I don't know interesting to look at. Whereas the rest. Didn't even have that going for them. Um, um, there was one book called The Multiverse Who Laughs, and the plot synopsis is The Robin King Tells Stories in the New Dark Multiverse. Yeah, I think that might be the one I'm thinking to of. To the yeah. Groblins. <laughs> Who are the okay, Groblins? I don't know what a Groblin is. The Robin King <laughs> is what if Batman became bad as a boy instead of a adult man, and he calls himself the Robin King, and he's just a kid who loves to murder. Okay. Um, one of the... Yeah, one of the dark yeah. nights is called the darkest night, and Wonder Woman fights him. I don't know who that is. <laughs> There's so many fucking guys, um, and because it ties into the main like Justice League event, where this is how you get Perpetua, the queen of the multiverse. Like that's how that all kicks off because the Dark Knight who laughs puts uh, Doctor Manhattan's brain in his body. <laughs> <laughs> and becomes a Dr. Manhattan Batman Joker who's all-powerful. It's just, like, you know when you're reading something and you're just like, I could so easily put this down at any second and go do anything else. <laughs> like, I'm I'm so not invested in this that I could just, you know, like, the, kind of the opposite of what happened to you, Lavins, where you're like, I need to finish all of Berserk or I'll die. Yeah, yeah. Or I, I need, it's like, at any second, you could put down Dark Knight's Metal or any of the tie-in comics or any of the sequel comics and move on with your life and you would be no worse off for it. You don't need to finish it. It won't be satisfying. None of it makes any sense. It's it's the basic concept was already so flimsy yeah. and poorly thought. What does it mean that if I have a bad thought about what could happen to me, it makes a Jackson, reality that won't last? What does that mean? That doesn't do mean thing, anything. But the Batman who laughs corpse is back and he's attacking him and they can't do it. And you can read about that in the Batman who laughs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that cyclical good- nature like no matter how insane the concept is the fact that it's an event yeah. means it needs to set up the next 10 events including mm. generations shattered and generations forged future state and infinite frontier and i don't know if you've noticed but yes we've heard all of those words in previous dc events because yeah. now they just choose nouns and verbs from their various events and put them in front of each other oh, that's the new like, event that's the thing yeah that's a story and marvel's we no better either it's like you know yeah oh yeah, yeah. All, all it's all event, event comics are one of the worst things about superhero comics and even the most high concept one you're still like oh this is pretty good for an event there's no yeah, one's oh, ever like sure. you know this is the best comic this is the greatest thing i've read all year like it's yeah it's the thing They're- something that that you feel like when you when you keep up to date with weekly superhero comics all it takes is one of your weekly comics to be somewhat involved in that event and when marvel and dc do ones that span all of their titles you feel sucked yeah. in and obligated to buy what will be a at best subpar uh read Absolutely. I encourage I do not... every listener of the podcast yeah. to get involved in Dark Knight Metal so that when the next tie-in <laughs> happens, we can all ride this wave together. Jackson, you've convinced yeah, well, me. The, the next the it you're referring to is Jackson reading it again, yeah. right? Yeah. Not, not me reading Dark Knight's event, Metal yeah. one more time being like, surely it's good well, this time. Well, maybe next time you should read Dark Knight Heavy Metal or whatever the fuck it's called. I tried. It's so stupid. <laughs> but Sandman Joke and is the in a Watchmen. cage. 
Dr. Manhattan's uh, consciousness is in a chair or something. <laughs> I don't think I got that far. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. So that, um, that, the yeah. only good because it was just bonkers uh, tie-in that I did read was it was Tales from the Dark Multiverse where they're like, what if something that had happened that was a big event went wrong? Dark Knight's Metal. <laughs> so they were like, what if Dark Knight's Metal in the context of Dark Knight's Metal went wrong? And it was just it was like as ridiculous as you wanted those comics to be at the beginning it was massively post-apocalyptic duke was the only uh one of the few people left he's the protagonist yeah. uh there's just a lot of stupid shit in it like what? um no uh, what's that name what's the name of that monkey who what has excalibur mean? now <laughs> levens might know uh, detective chimp Detective Chimp, exactly. Detective Chimp is wearing the corpse of Red Tornado to survive. Who's Red Tornado? Um, he's like an android character. Just some fucking. I like. Guy. I like Red uh, Tornado. That's the thing. I like Detective the, Chimp. The thing, I, yeah, I, I love Detective Chimp. Are you kidding me? Get out of fucking <laughs> town with this. There was a really great magic, like a Justice League dark book that yeah, just, he was yeah, in yeah. with Constantine and like. I like. Is I that lo- the one where? Where he's like they they crack open Gem Realm or whatever. Yeah, I think they're like the Detective one. Chip. You were meant to be looking after Gem Realm, and he's like, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Gem Realm's fucked because I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, Dark Knight's sorry, Justice League Dark was was great. I really like that. That's the thing. I love DC characters. Like obviously, like me you too. Know, everyone, you know, everyone's read a billion Batman stories, but like mm. I think the DC has insanely good deep deeper characters. Mm. I think Constantine is one of the best characters that is so frequently misused in comics. For um, sure. But when he, so when he is used well, you're like, oh, this is the best comic I've ever read in my life. Um, I think Justice League Dark, I mean, again, that's not what we're reviewing, but I think it did a great job of that with all of its characters because the Justice League Dark was Constantine, uh, Zantana, Detective Chimp, Man Bat. Oh, man, I love all Wonder these Woman. Yeah, that's great. And... and and they just worked really well as a team. It does. It uh, well. Hey, Levens, to warn you, it does get stupid. What? Yeah, but the good, the, get... the good kind of stupid most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. But but then toward the end, I was like, I gotta stop reading. I guess because yeah. uh, you've become too dumb for me. But that's okay. Thank <laughs> you, Dark Knight. Jackson uh, Daly, Dark. the dumbest man on earth. What's wild to me is a- that both DC movies and DC comics allowed a Snyder to just do whatever the yeah. fuck they wanted <laughs> for years. <laughs> I think Scott Snyder's still doing whatever the fuck he wants. Actually, no, he just announced some weird new publishing thing. Is he still doing DC comics? I don't know. Well, don't Dark, know. He's I- the other thing. What's it called? What were we were just talking about Heavy Metal. The secret yeah, one. The, that- death Metal. Death, death metal. metal, yeah. That ended, that mm, wrapped ended up at the start, at the start of, the of the year. Yeah, so... Yeah. Scott Snyder. Presumably there's... But surely he's going to do the sequel to to Death Metal. Surely. Dark Knight. He'll do the next one. K-pop. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Uh, Maybe give us the reverse of Dark Knight's Metal. I want one where it's every universe you think we're like, man, that would be sick. It does come true. Okay. And a bunch of Batman that are just having a great time come down and they're like, yeah, life rules, dude. Uh, he wrote... <laughs> this is what you I'm could be sure doing. He wrote Justice League Dark. Some of it. No. He did a run. There's been multiple okay. Justice League Dark runs. Mm. Um, I can't remember. He might have been where it got stupid with the upside down face, man. 
<laughs> where they're like magic is disappearing or some shit who cares um well that's jackson's yeah, so, uh, dark knight's metal review uh, jackson you're banned from dc comics for two episodes but then you can thank make a God. triumphant return yeah. <laughs> and then he's a triumphant return he's like yeah i've been thinking um i should read what if it's dark good Knight's metal <laughs> yeah what if it's every I, two, every like, three weeks? Jackson re- <laughs> re-reviews Dark Knight's Metal, like a mouse that like doesn't understand it's electrocuting itself. You know, like <laughs> how come this? Like how come this food hurts me when I touch it? Mm. So now it's time for Dusha to cheer learn. us up with uh, the end of the world. But before we hear that, it's time for a word from our sponsor. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Thank you, sponsor. Thank you, sponsor. God bless you in the end yeah. of the world. <laughs> Dusha, tell us about it. Uh, so, there is an animator and illustrator called Don Hertzfeld, and I fucking love all of his stuff. Um, give, us, give us some examples. So, yeah. the first thing, and people might actually be really familiar with this, it was big when I was in high school. Uh, he created Rejected, which was something that was like very part of like very early YouTube. Um, oh, which yeah. Which is like a eight or nine minute compilation it's like kind of flash animation style drawings uh and the like introduction to it is like these were ads for the learning channel and they were rejected uh due to being like too polarizing or something like that but it's mostly just kind of like early internet humor of like there's a guy holding a bowl and he pulls out a spoon to eat from it, and the spoon's too big, and he starts losing his mind about it. The spoon's mm. too big. There's banana. Anyway, it's really hard to describe that one in particular. No, I, I, my anus is yeah, bleeding. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. Um, it's hard to describe that one in particular, and then be like, it's good. Uh, but it's very much like it was like kind of really early in that timeline as well. So like a lot of the horrible internet humor would have kind of spawned from that era. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, he's also he went on to uh, get into longer form animations. Uh, he made a f- 
like a film called It's Such a Beautiful Day, uh, which won a million awards. Uh, it's, yeah, 70 minutes, and it's all, like, hand-drawn style. He has a very distinct drawing style, which is kind of like stick figures, um, but he draws them in, like, it's, yeah, it's, like, really basic illustrations, but then the concepts that they're dealing with are always just, like, fucked. Um, yeah. So, It's Such a Beautiful Day is, like, a man kind of, the plot of that is, like, a man just having, a, you know, a day, a day in the life kind of thing, but, mm. yeah, like, he's sick, and, like, that, like, um, I think it's a brain tumor, so, yeah, like, as the day goes on. Yeah. You realize that things are getting worse and worse for this guy. Um, he also has a, uh, a series of science fiction shorts called World of Tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. And End of the World, the book I'm reading, is the proof of concept for uh, World of Tomorrow. Um, right, okay, sure. So, originally... Um, he, this guy also did that really, really insane uh, Simpsons couch gag where... Yes. Um, there's like, it's like, what was it, like, Homer ta- travels in time... And to a, to a place where, like, the Simpsons are, like, robots that just say their catchphrases over and over again. Yeah, and, and then, like, then yeah, they yeah. become, like, a... Yeah, if you want uh, an indication of what the vibe for all of his work is, search uh, The Simpsons Couch Gag, uh, Don Hertzfeld. It's episode one of season 26. That's how much of a fan I am of this guy that, like, I can tell you that. Yeah, wow. Uh, it's the episode where Krusty's dad dies. That opens the episode. Um... Yeah, I, I was just reading about it then because I was I was looking into it and I love all of the reactions from the people who got him to do it. They're like, "Yeah, we we didn't expect that." That's uh, yeah, because the catch gag <laughs> not what is we were gonna put up. okay. Homer travels so far into the future that the Simpsons are no longer people; they're concepts. And um, yeah, yeah, you just get like these horrible, horrible images of like. So there's like a Marge that's like a triangle, basically with an eye and um like just hair and then homer that is just like a circle and it just like yeah. the, underneath like and it's like kind of like a jittery animation uh kind of almost like really distorted and then it just says like i will love you forever or something written underneath it you're like this is yeah. a horrible vibe <laughs> anyway what a way to begin. the world of tomorrow yeah. um i saw a couple of years ago and the first one in particular just like fucked me up because it's it's mm. the plot is uh, and Emily comes from the future to meet Emily Prime, who is uh, like a three-year-old toddler, uh, to be like, hey, I'm a clone of a clone of a clone of a clone. And because I've been cloned of you so many times, there's some memories that I have that I need you to help fill in, basically. So she takes Emily Prime, a three-year-old, uh, through all yeah. of these moments in time. But the way that the audio was recorded was Emily, like Emily from the far future was a voice actress, but Emily Prime is, I think it's Don Hertzfeld's niece. He just mm-hmm. like yeah. held a microphone and recorded her babbling and then just used that as dialogue and then built stuff around, oh, wow. it, around it. Yeah, it's it's like really good and has like incredible sci-fi concepts, but also there's parts of it where you're like, hmm, I feel like I just got hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah, damn. Um but yeah, it Fuck. all started with End of the World, which is, yeah, uh, it's been re-released kind of recently because it was really hard to get at first. I think it originally came out in like 2013 and it was like one of those books that they announced and then it was like a limited run and pre-orders sold out immediately and then the only way to get it was to buy it secondhand for a billion dollars. Uh, but then yeah, in 2019 yeah. it was re-released 
Um, and it was around that, well, yeah, 2012 or whatever, Don Hertzfeld was kind of struggling to sleep, and he just started drawing cartoons on post-it notes, and this book is just a collection of all of those post-it notes. Oh, man. Crazy. Um, wow. So, yeah, look. That's full This on. is for uh, just Levin's And I thought my book filled with drawings yeah. that Robert Crumb drew on napkins was bad. So, it's just stuff like this. Whoa. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, so it's like a like big, big blown up post-it note. Yeah. Drawings. Yeah. And like some of them are just like w- kind of like one shot stories. Um, it's called End, mm. End of the World because they're all basically in a post-apocalyptic setting. But some of them you can't tell. It's just like a guy. It will just be like a stick figure standing on something having like a random thought. But then occasionally you'll get like ones that run for like six to eight pages. Uh, there is parts of this book that got translated directly into World of Samara. Um, so there's... There's a part in the middle of this, which is about an art exhibition cloning a man. Well, sorry, uh, putting a baby in like a display tube without a brain. So it just grows up like as a man yeah. and people just go and visit this man, name him David. He's just standing, blinking in like this tube, basically in an art installation. And then like, it's just at age 73, he died of old age and... He was, like, removed quietly. There was no fanfare. That was the artist's intention. And people were, like, sad because they used to just go, like, whisper yeah, to David yeah. and stuff like that. That's just, like, <laughs> randomly in the middle of this. And I'm like, yeah, cool. God, sure, great. Um, yeah, it's, to be honest, like, it's not the best introduction to Don Hertzfeld's work. Um, but it's, like, if you like any of his animations... It's absolutely worth checking out. And he's just like a lunatic of a man. Like, he's very, very anti-advertising. He's never, like, properly... And the reason why this book was so hard to get originally is, like, he's never, like, properly released his stuff. Yeah, how do you watch his movies? So, uh, World of Tomorrow was released as a three-part series on Vimeo. It's Such a Beautiful Day has a... Like, had some kind of distribution. It was on Stan in Australia for a while. That was where I originally saw it. I was like, what the fuck huh. is this? <laughs> yeah. I watched, What's like, ten there? minutes, and I was like, whoa. Because, yeah, it, <laughs> it, like, honestly, like, some of it just looks like a Flash animation. But, like, yeah. Mm. Uh, the concepts and the content. Is... <laughs> yeah. It just gets, like... Yeah, for sure. Um, it's Such a Beautiful Day also starts with, like, a very, very, very funny opening scene, which is just, like... I think it's like two guys at a bus stop and one guy waves or something and it's not at the other guy. And then there's just like, but it uses like slow motion and like hard zooms and stuff like that. And it's, yeah, yeah it's funny. But yeah, all of his stuff is funny, but very unsettling. Um, That's, yeah, yeah. incredible. Uh, but yeah, if awesome. you're looking for something to watch, uh, I think, because it's such a beautiful day is a three, like it's a feature length film, but there's three chapters in the film and i'm pretty sure the first chapter is for free on either his vimeo or it's on youtube and yeah world of tomorrow you can rent from his vimeo cool awesome mm-hmm. so that is the end of the world by don hertzfeld mm-hmm. uh, thank you dusha um yeah jackson i was trying to uh scroll through old episodes of serious issues um to find the list of like justice league dark and all the weird times we were reading oh, a few yeah. years ago and I found God. something so much more cursed. And now I think I'm going to assign it to you as homework. <laughs> oh, um, no. So some of the darkest moments of when we used to be a weekly podcast that reviewed every single single issue that came out that week was when yeah. once every few months, DC would release a number of, ta- of, of like 
collab titles where they would pair off one of their beloved superheroes with one of the many franchises that Warner Brothers or DC also owns. So things like Hanna uh-huh. Barbera and um, uh-huh. and well, mostly Hanna Barbera. Um, but yeah. So I just I think I remember that too. Yeah. Look, this did lead to an incredible run of the Flintstones, written by Mark Russell. Which uh, Dusha, have you read that before? No, I haven't. You would absolutely fucking love. Uh, David, what's his name again? Did I say Mark Russell? Mark Russell's Flintstones Mm. run. Unbelievable good stuff. But then you also have completely off the wall stuff. I just, I don't even remember what happens in these books, but I found (laughs) uh, uh, an episode from like, I don't know, four years ago. And in in it, in our, uh, in our, um, you know, segment where we reviewed every first issue called First Things First, in which we reviewed 16 first, like 16 first issues of comic runs. Fucking hell. Yeah, this is, this is, <laughs> what was I Calm doing down. with my life? Uh, yeah. Four of those 16 issues were DC tie-ins with Hanna-Barbera. And so we have Deathstroke Yogi Bear, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Green Lantern Huckleberry Hound number one, Nightwing Megilla Gorilla number one, and yeah, Superman Top Cat number one. <laughs> what? what? These all exist. I'll, I think. I think for, I'll track them down. for a future episode, I want you to read it for the first time, and I, I'm going to revisit these dark, dark moments. Yeah. If anyone li- listening uh, uh, has like wants to dig up um, how insane a time it was in our Facebook community when everyone was was reading these and weighing in. That was a hell of a time. Because <laughs> that was like the third the third run of number one issues they did um, yeah. t- with those characters tying together. Um, I think we need to revisit all of them as a, as a family. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, yeah, That'll be I'll, I will track them down and read them. Significantly worse for everyone's mental health than whatever the fuck I was just talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The so- next time I'm like, maybe I should revisit Dark Knight's Metal. I'll say no, no, you, Jackson. You have homework. Yeah, yeah. Deathstroke, okay. Yogi Bear, number one, direct. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is it for today's episode. Um, go out there and buy two of the three comics we reviewed this episode. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you want to come and discuss the comics, maybe tell us uh, that Jackson should read. Uh, it takes four reads of Dark Knight's Metal to truly yeah. understand it. The best place yeah, to do I that don't get it yet. <laughs> is in the Sans Pants Discord, um, which you can message one of us and you can join, or you can head to facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues Podcast and talk about it there. Uh, you can hear Dusha and Jackson on the podcast, Plumbing the Death Star, Baseless Speculation, Thumb Cramps, and more all over at sanspantsradio.com, where you'll also find my other podcasts, Hey Fam, and all the small games. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, Jackson. Uh, Dusha, thank you. No, thank Especially. you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. It, first, we Th- did actually, the end of the world. You. Now it's the end of the episode. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.